welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. This is season five, episode 75. Do you trust your sacral? What does it mean to be a sacral being? Where is the sacral center? And how does this practically apply to you? This is what we're covering today in the podcast episode, going back to the basics in your human design chart. So if you have your chart in front of you, Make sure you have it out and ready to go through it as we talk through the sacral center. Hello, hello, dear empaths. So the sacral center is key to your motor system in the energy that you have to do things. Some of you have a colored in red sacral center and some have a white. Let's go over the basics. If you have your chart in front of you, let's take a look at it. It is the second square from the bottom in between the two triangles. If you don't have your chart, you can join the Empath Healing Community and I will email you your free chart. Just find the link in the show notes. And so here we have essentially the determination of if you can be like the Energizer Bunny, if it is colored in red, This is called a sacral being. And if you have spurts of energy that you amplify the energizer bunnies in the world and spend a lot more time in contemplation and rest, that would be if your sacral center is white. Going back to the basics, the types that have a white sacral center are projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. If you are a manifesting generator, or generator, then your sacral center is red and you are here to do. Busy as a bee, but be careful on where you're investing your busy energy. And today I titled, Do You Trust Your Sacral? Because this also ties into those who have the inner authority called sacral authority or pure authority. You can use me as an example. I can share with you my stories and experiences as being a pure generator, meaning my authority comes from my sacral. I have an open solar plexus, the triangle to the right. My triangle is white. And so therefore I amplify others' emotions, conscious or unconscious. But when you're conscious, you can have a bit more filter and know that Yes, this person is feeling this, so I'm going to hold space and I'm not going to get caught up in the whirlwind and the, t- the, the emotional tornado, uh, if you will, that the unaware defined emotional center can bring to us. And so this all ties into, because I want to talk about also, if you have that triangle to the right colored in, that means that your inner authority or your guidance system I would call your inner authority like your intuition's roadmap, knowing that you truly can trust yourself and your soul, which I know is a really big concern. And a topic for us here as empaths healing from narcissists is how do I trust myself again? How do I know 
that that what I'm thinking or feeling right now is valid or if I'm making the right choice and it's through your inner authority so do you trust your sacral if you have a white solar plexus and you have a defined sacral it's colored in red then more than likely pretty much pretty sure that your inner authority is pure it is sacral it's coming from your gut and i think a lot of the there's like a statement that says like oh trust your gut which is true for everyone because your gut also is in relation to your emotions your emotions give your your gut a certain feeling when you're feeling triggered or when you're feeling uneasy or uncomfortable so instead of pushing through and letting people bowl you over, trust your gut and walk away. Or trust your gut and say no. So how do we trust our sacral? How do we trust our gut? For those of you who have the pure inner authority, let's dive in a little bit deeper on what that means. So it's really important for this inner authority to respond to something. It needs to respond to a yes or no question. And I do this in my coaching sessions, depending on what your inner authority is, we will ask questions to your inner authority, specifically if you're pure. So we will ask yes or no questions. Does this relationship serve me? Yes or no? And then immediately feel into your gut. If it drops, it's a no. And it will actually push up to the throat and you'll have this guttural sound like a uh-uh. If it's a... I don't know. I'm still confused. You'll still, you, you won't feel much in your gut. You may feel kind of like in limbo, like that feeling like in between when you're falling and your gut drops. Then you, your guttural sound comes out as, hmm, you just don't know. And that's okay. You need more time to process. You need more time to see the evidence or the clarity. Um, and then if it's a yes, this relationship is serving me. This relationship seems to be going well. You know, I can find trust and safety in this relationship. It makes me feel good versus always putting you down. Then you'll get that immediate response of like, um, you just feel happy and light in your gut. And you, you make the guttural sound of, mm-hmm, yeah. Or you might be invited into a collaboration with somebody you can ask yourself is this the right collaboration yes or no and then it's just to be able to trust your sacral start with the small things like do I want to eat chicken tonight yes or no right start with the small decisions that may cripple some of you if you're like me and you have Libra in your moon and you have an intense <laughs> anxiety over choosing what you want to eat you just can't choose just please make something for me and then I'll eat it you know, that practice with your gut, practice with your intuition. What is, um, if you're sitting there saying, is this food healthy for my body? And if it's obvious and you're eating McDonald's, that's a great way to, to check with your gut. And you know for a fact that it's not really healthy for your body. You're like, okay, yes, like this, I'm building baby steps to trust my gut. And it's okay every once in a while. Um, I'm just saying like, use that as an experiment when there's a for sure thing that you know is not good for you check in with your gut and when it answers uh-uh then now listen to it walk away don't do it again 
um, say no, all the things, draw your boundaries. So when you feel in your gut, in this sacral, the no, this is really what we want to dive in deeper and lean into. When you feel the no, uh-uh, now what do you do? Now you have to trust your gut. Now you have to act on trusting your sacral. And you have to act on that and say, I've got to draw some boundaries. Okay, what is the scenario here? Let's say, for instance, you are in a relationship and it seems like the blame is always put on you. And you're starting to really doubt yourself and doubt your confidence. You can ask, is this really all my fault? Question mark, yes or no? Is this really all my fault? Yes or no? And listen to your gut. I mean, it, of course, it might be confused, and the narcissist has confused you into thinking that it's always your fault. But start to really tune into that moment and say, you know what? No. And we all have those moments of clarity. And then we approach them, and then they muddle our intuition. And so grab that response, grab that clarity right away. No, it is not my fault all the time. So now you need to start to draw boundaries and say, you know what? I am not doing such and such activity with you anymore because you always put the blame on me if something goes wrong. And it's not enjoyable, it's not fun, and it's just so stressful. Like, I'm not doing that with you anymore. Or the boundary may be, I'm not talking about this with you anymore. And sometimes it's an unspoken boundary where you don't respond and you don't argue. You just gray rock method it, sit there in silence and be quiet. And sometimes this happens in a healthy relationship too when the other person just needs to vent and get it all out. And you just sit there and go, hmm, I'm not going to even answer or defend. I'm going to let my ego go. Let them get it out. And then we can have an intelligent conversation about it. But I know with you, dear empaths, who are dealing with narcissists, there is no intelligent conversation to be had with the giant toddlers in our life. So then you just have this unspoken boundary with yourself and you say, I'm not going into this conversation with this person anymore. I'm not going to defend myself. I'm not going to go there. And as you develop your confidence and trusting yourself, you will also find a way out. You will find a way to be independent. You will find that you don't want to put up with it anymore in your life. And you're just going to be done with a narcissist. So it was, all of this is in baby steps. And our sacral inner authority helps us with that. And just speaking to the majority of you as well, most of us either have the sacral inner authority or the emotional inner authority, and the other authorities are rare. So if you have an emotional inner authority, which is the majority of the people, then you need to take time. Use your emotional cycle and then find the middle neutral point after you've experienced the highs, middle, and lows about whatever's proposed to you and you're ready to respond to. Maybe it's a trip with your romantic partner, but, you know, they say, okay, well, let's go to on a summer vacation this, this summer and let's go to Hawaii. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. And so you're really excited. You're like, yeah, that this will be the change. This will be what finally shifts them into seeing me, hearing me, and loving me. You know, we just need to escape from life. Life is really what's causing all of this stress. And that's why they're, quote unquote, 
being mean to me and you're justifying away their abuse. And so you're excited. You're like, yes, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Let's do it. The problem with your emotional inauthority is you cannot commit right away. So just know that if you have emotional inner authority, start to think about it and say, I'll get back to you on that. Let me, let me just think. You're not thinking, you're actually feeling, but you say, let me think about it. And then you take a step back. You don't say yes right away because now you're excited. You're like, this is the answer. This is what's going to fix them. This is what's going to fix our relationship. And then you come to your medium point. It's, it's on a cycle. You have a consistent wave of cycle of your emotional. It's like a motor. So you're neutral. You're like, hmm, yeah, Hawaii, maybe. And then you get to the low point in your emotional cycle. And you're like, remember that time when we went on a vacation and all they did was drink or want to do stuff all night long for hours and hours? Or remember when they got in the bar fight and it was just horrible? Or remember when they played the victim and they were just mad at me the whole time? And I was like, what just happened? Or real story, one of our guests, um, NSC Jones, I remember when I got in that horrible zipline accident, my whole body was like aching all over and they were upset that I was aching all over and they were blaming me for not having a good time. Oh yeah, that sucked. Like that was the worst vacation ever. What if this vacation is just like that? I don't want that, right? You start to feel dread. You start to feel like, no, I don't want to go. This is horrible. Okay, this is good. This is normal experiences in life. We have our highs, we have our lows. And so feel through all of that. Remember all of the bad times and then come up into your neutral point after you've experienced that. It'll be a little bit of a wave. And then you'll find yourself in a neutral point going, huh, Hawaii this summer. I don't feel like it's going to fix anything. I don't feel like I want to put up with any more trauma or abuse on a vacation away from my home. I'm feeling like this isn't the right move for our relationship, you know? And this is all in, happening in your neutral part of your emotional cycle after you experience the highs and lows. And this is how you trust your sacral. This is how you trust your gut when you have an emotional inner authority. Let the waves ride. <laughs> ride the waves. Let them come in and up. They're swelling up. They're happy. They're neutral. They're swelling down. The tide is low. And then they're back neutral. That's where you're going to find your clarity and how you feel. It's all about the feeling you feel in your environment, the feeling you feel about the situation, how it made you feel in the past, how it makes you feel in the present. So really trust yourself. Trust how you feel. And this ties into trusting your gut, which is your intuition. Um, it's not so much sacral. We're talking about inner authority of the emotional. But it goes back to the sacral, circling back to trusting your answers, your gut feeling when you've asked it a yes or no question for those who have that sacral inner authority. So let's just talk one more time about when your sacral is colored and defined versus when it's open and white. And what happens when these two centers meet? I know we covered that in a few episodes back when we were covering in the toxic interactions with the sacral center. Let's just recap just for all of you who've just recently joined and for you who are still learning this and redigesting it. It's so important to go over and over these concepts. And maybe this time around, something I say might 
click. So again, the sacral center is one of the most important centers. It, de it defines what type you are. It is one of the four motors. And the sacral is that square located towards the bottom of your chart between the two triangles right above the bottom square, which is the root. It is the center that governs your energy. It is your life force energy. It also governs reproductive organs, your ovaries, your testes. And if you have this opened, that means that you have an undefined sacral. You are a projector, manifester, or reflector. This means that you have a, a limited capacity to do things. But you have an unlimited capacity to experience life force and workforce because every open center amplifies the defined center and so you can experience doing right working in a very different varied way depending on who you're around and who you're amplifying the undefined sacral center is here to become wise about work and sexuality so you are here to work smarter not harder so when you're amplifying, you get short bursts of energy, and then you rest. Rest, rest, rest. Don't feel guilty that you're lazy. You're in your rest mode, and when you're ready, you will amplify the aura near you in your group. Maybe you've created a mastermind, you've delegated, you've created you know, a team together with generators and manifesting generators who were always busy at work. So don't look at us and go, oh my gosh, I can't do that. How do they do that? I'm so jealous. That's not the point there. The point is for you to almost guide us and be like, oh, you know what? You actually could be more efficient if you do it this way. And if for all of us who are open to that, we'll say, yes, thank you. So... Because of this, a lot of people with the open sacrals think that they can do more than anyone else because you have such an amplifying superpower. And for short periods of time, that's true. You can work like quick, quick, quick. It's so much done. But remember, the key is understanding that your energy of the sacral is about sustainability so you cannot sustain long periods of work and high energy for a prolonged period of time you will experience burnout you will experience breakdown you will experience brain shutdown or like perfection paralysis and that's not good for anybody because that's you're not here to grind it out like us who have it defined so monday through friday work nine to five that's not your kind of work having a few hours part-time job, having your own business, being able to set your own schedule, that is your type of work. And for most people with open sacral centers, hearing that they are not designed to work in a traditional sense is a great relief. So I hope that that's a great relief to you, my dear manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. This also applies to our children who have undefined sacrals and I'm really debating personally about my child who has these. She has meltdowns, she has breakdowns because she can't keep pushing at the speed and rate. You know, in public schools, they have all these very, 
they run a tight ship and they have, you know, for this time we're quickly doing this subject. For this time we're quickly doing this subject. And she can keep up because, again, that boost of amplifying energy. But when it comes to just like too much, too much is burnout. So it's like I want to almost like create a manual for her teacher next year if we can't shift her to a Montessori so think about that. Think about just giving your children, your non-sacral children, grace, space to rest and veg out, zone out, and space to amplify and get stuff done when they are amplifying and ready to go. So if you've crashed uh, after 40 years in a certain career or job um, and really struggling in life, it, it makes sense because you have this open sacral center which does not have a consistent motor you don't have that consistent sustainability yours is in spurts and this industrial age is just not it's designed for generators and manifesting generators it was invented probably by those people and they think well everyone should be like that no not everyone is like that you're very unique Non-sacral beings also are judged and defined as lazy because of their need for naps and significant alone time and veg time. But these needs are vital for their physical health. As a non-sacral person, you need alone time to discharge the excess sacral energy from your system. You also need to nap to recharge yourself and revitalize your body. Both alone time and adequate sleep are crucial for you to stay healthy. And this is another whole topic we can talk about maybe the non-sacrals and sleep. <laughs> Essentially, get yourself some blue block glasses, turn off down all your lights, go as ancient nature-like as possible, allow your sleep serotonin to kick in or melatonin to kick in, and just lie down, relax, and spend time in bed reclining before it's actually time to fall asleep. Now, the defined sacral, completely different than the open, undefined sacral, is, of course, that square will be colored in red. And again, it's the generators and manifesting generators of the world who have this defined. So when you have it defined, this sacral is a motor. You are designed to work. You were designed for the industrial revolution, to be in a factory, to work nine to five, work five to six days a week. Uh, I just heard a radio interview of Elon Musk. I'm not a huge fan, but he said he works six, or maybe he said he works seven days a week. No, he works seven days a week, and he has like three personal days in the whole thing. Well, let's pull up his chart. He clearly is a generator or a manifesting generator. If not, he's going to burn out pretty soon. And of course, bright stars as he is do burn out quickly. So generators, manifesting generators, uh, you have the sustainability to work, to do, to have multiple, especially if you're man-gen, multiple projects going on at once. I have so many of those and I don't like it because I'm a generator. So I'm like thinking about how I can pare back, have less projects, but in general speaking, you have been raised to believe to make things happen. You've been taught to manifest your destiny. But as many of you may have already experienced, if you have a defined sacral and you go out and you try to make things happen, 
you usually feel frustrated because nothing turns out the way you had planned. Remember, the manifesting generator, generator are here to wait to respond. So busy, be busy, be busy as a bee, doing what you love. Do what you love. Don't do it because it's a grind. Find something that lights you up because when your light beam lights up and you love it and you share it, people will draw you in and bring you opportunities and then you'll have things to respond to. But just starting something and saying, hey, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start this thing. Come join me. I mean, kind of only the manifester has that energetic flow for that to really be successful and work. If you have a defined sacral motor, you are designed to wait for things to show up. And this can be difficult, but like I said, just keep yourself busy doing what you love because yes, that sacral center is buzzing and humming and has to stay busy. You can't sit still. Sacral beings are very busy people. They are designed to be doing. I used to always laugh at my dad who could never sit still and he knew he could never sit still. So he always had a wood project. He was always cleaning something. I mean, he usually always was working out in his wood shop because that keeps him busy doing the woodworking. But the sacral center is all about waiting and responding to whatever shows up in your outer reality. So think about it. If you have a defined sacral, how many times have miraculous and unexpected things happened to you out of the blue? And what happens to you if you go out and you try to make things happen? I can answer personally that when I'm doing what I love and I'm buzzing and humming and shining my light, miracles come to me. Doors open up for me. There's nothing that I ever could even imagine or think of to ask, to manifest. And when I try and make things happen, get things going, i.e. the Patreon, <laughs> not much happens. I hit blocks, right? I'm hitting energetic blocks because that's not how we're supposed to be. So we're supposed to be responding to things. So just being here, hosting this podcast, sharing what I love, sharing with you your free charts brings me the opportunity to talk to you, respond to you, and then potentially have the opportunity for you to go, hey, I really want to know more about this. Can you help me read my chart, right? That's a invitation or like a responding to what I'm doing and the greatest things that have happened out of me being able to wait to respond is again doing this podcast I love so much it's so fun I've grown it so much and I wish to grow it more reach the top one percent versus hanging out at the two percent please share like and subscribe to the podcast to help me with that <clears throat> excuse me is I was invited in to be a podcast coach in Get More Listeners Academy. It's a brand new academy company. It's a group coaching. And we have so much fun over there. We get to just guide them, support them, hold their hand through the process of honing in their skills as podcasters and getting more listeners to their podcast. And that's something completely out of my mind that I would have never thought to be invited into. So it's such a wonderful opportunity. And that's just the magic of being a generator and manifesting generator. So getting back to the sacral, trusting your sacral is important. And the key word for sacral energy is sustainability. 
back to that word sustainability. So it's a relationship that can work between a defined and an undefined sacral center when they meet, because I think it's a great collaboration. Um, bringing awarenesses to the difference of energy is crucial. The defined sacral has the sustainable energy, right? The red colored in, and then the white undefined sacral does not. So for short periods of time, the undefined sacral can amplify the energy of the defined, but eventually it will crash. So this can be frustrating if you think that they're going to work side by side on the same energetic level as you. Um, and they, you might not feel like they're a good match or a good partner and they're not pulling their weight. But it's important to, to notice that I have a, a VA who helps me and he is a projector. And I'm a sacral. So I get that I'm really busy all the time and I'm throwing a lot at him. And it's just so nice to just, just tap into his energy of like, don't be so hurried. Don't be so busy. But he's also on top of me of like, stay focused. Like, this is what we got going today. What do you got going today? Give me the information so I can get it all pulled together. And it's really a beautiful interaction between also I'm respectful of his energy and I know that if it's if I'm doing something last minute I'm gonna whip it up real quick last minute and not rush him and force him to do it as fast as me the undefined sacral needs time alone to discharge in nature the sacral energy from the world and when the undefined sacral is overcharged they can feel hyper zingy manic and I may even say their legs get a bit spasmic just from observing my child the undefined sacral is not designed to hold on to sacral energy indefinitely eventually not discharging that energy takes a toll and I like to describe it as let's say us defined sacrals we are like emitting some type of smoke right our energy imagine it as a smoke and it starts to color in and fill in your white sacral. And all of a sudden your sacral starts to look like a light pink because you're kind of amplifying our red smoke, right? The redness, the smoke. But if you don't dissipate and clear that out, it will keep filling and filling and filling and then it'll overflow. It will spill over and it'll be too much. It's too much energy. Maybe like a lightning might zap or something, right? And then you crash. It's like a bomb, right? We don't want a bomb to go off. So eventually, not discharging that energy takes its toll. So finding alone time, laying down quietly to discharge that energy, especially at night, is very important to allow that smoke that you just sucked up from all of us in your open white sacral to disappear because you want to be you again you want to have that white it's important for that to stay white or to be white and it can be disappointing to those who are not aware of this energy conflict the generator types um because you want them to just i don't know be like you and keep up like you or spend time with you or cuddle with you or you know like all the different expectations we have at night with our partners So it is interesting, something to experiment with, is for the undefined sacrals to sleep alone in their own room, in their own aura. 
And this is true for undefined sacral children as well. They need their own bedroom if possible. The third challenge with the undefined sacral and the defined sacral is romantic relationships in sexuality. Remember that undefined energy has few limits on how it can be experienced, but defined energy is somewhat fixed. So the undefined sacral can have a variety of sexual experiences and even preferences, but an undefined sacral in the aura of a defined sacral will always be a reflection of the other person. So if you have an undefined sacral and you've had a variety of sexual experiences, your open energy is probably why. It is crucial for the undefined sacral to enjoy the sexuality of their defined sacral partner because the, the defined sacral partner is not going to change. <laughs> They're not going to be as open or flexible. It's a very consistent way of doing sex. <laughs> and so that's something that maybe a little bit they can be more open to, but as much as a variety as you may have experienced, that's just not going to happen. So keep those expectations in mind when it comes to sex and your sacral centers. You are unique. You are fabulous. And you are here for a very special reason, no matter what has happened in your life now, in past lives, now is the moment to, to gain the key, to gain this roadmap to your energetic centers, to trust your sacral again, to eliminate, diffuse, and clear out the energy that you've absorbed by the negative, toxic, energy vampire. Both of us, defined and undefined, can clear ourselves out of this type of energy. And it's, this is the way to trust our gut again. This is the way to trust our sacral again. 